Now friends, I think we need to realize that the church has long had a history of using technology to further its message. Finding ways to use technology to put its message out there for everyone to see. So you could go all the way back to the Roman roads and how the church used those Roman words Roman roads go across the world. And along came the printing press. Boy, I just set myself up, didn't I? Roman roads and printing press. The church used that as well. Throughout the ages, it has still been the same. We've used electricity. We've used telephones. We've used flannelgraph to give our message, right? There's another form of communication technology that we've used that we've almost come infamous for, and that's the church marquee. You've seen some of these church signs, haven't you? Let's just take a few, look at a few of them, would you? Do not criticize your wife's judgment. See whom she married. See, we try to be cute sometimes, right? Let's, let's see some more. Oh, then sometimes we just get a little honorary. Church parking only. Violators will be baptized. That's one way to do it, I suppose. Let's see another one. Oh, then we try to get inspirational. If your life stinks, we have a pew for you. That's kind of funny, right? Let's see another one. Tired of being a loser? Turn to God. Yeah, that's inspirational, isn't it? What else we got? Salvation guaranteed or your sins cheerfully refunded. Um, I don't quite know how they promise that. But anyway, oh, and then we want to get cute. Sunscreen prevents sin burn. See what they did with the sun? Oh, we are so creative, aren't we? What else we got? Oh, don't let worries kill you. Let the church help. Is that what we meant to say? What else? Oh, see, then sometimes we just get lazy. Too cold to change sign, message inside. Lazy Christian. What else? Now is a good time to visit our pastor's on vacation. That's just wrong, y'all. What else? Do you know what hell is? Come hear our preacher. I think we need to stop right there. Because it becomes clear sometimes that uh, the church, even with all of its use of technology, somewhere, sometimes, gets its message confused. So much so that when you look at this parable that you and I uh, read today, read about, the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, when you begin to study it, when you begin to look at commentaries, all these kinds of things, so many times, What comes up over and over and over is hell. That people read this parable and they think and they are sure that this is a parable that is only meant to warn us about hell. And that Jesus is talking about hell and he's warning us about hell. Well, friends, when you and I only read this parable with that kind of lens, we are missing something very important. And when we only communicate that kind of message, we are not exactly where I think Jesus wants us to be with this parable. In fact, I think we become like the man 
Jesus told us about. This man, you might say, had it all. Made in the shade, drinking Gatorade. He wore purple clothes, not because he lived in Shiner, but because purple was the color of wealth and power. And he wore fine linen. The best stuff. That's right. He was rich. He had everything he ever needed or wanted. And the other thing that Jesus tells us about him is that he, he ate like a king every day of his life. Now, compare his life to that of Lazarus. You realize there is no comparison. Lazarus waits at the rich man's gate every single day. He doesn't wear fine linen. He isn't covered in nice clothes. He's covered in sores that the dogs come and lick throughout the day. And you're right, that sounds disgusting to him. You think, ew. But what Jesus is trying to tell us is that this man was an outcast. Nobody cared about him. Nobody thought anything about him. And while the rich man feasted every single day, Lazarus could only wish he could have scraps from the table. You realize these two lives there's nothing to compare between them. And that even in their death, they are two totally different people. Both of them have died now, as the parable goes on, and Jesus tells us that the rich man was buried. He deserved to be buried. He deserved that honor. He deserved for people to remember his life. But when Lazarus died, Jesus doesn't tell us he gets buried. Why? Probably because nobody thought he deserved a burial. And that even in their afterlife, their lives are different. But now, things have changed. Now, Lazarus has a spot, not in front of the gates for people to ridicule him, for people to pass him by, for people to think, mm, you're one of those. Now, he has a place of honor right next to Father Abraham. A place he could never have had in his old life. And now the rich man doesn't know great feasts every day. He doesn't know, doesn't know what it's like to be comfortable. Instead, he is filled with agony and torment. Their lives now still are completely different. As the parable goes on, we see that there's a conversation now between Lazarus and the rich man. During a time of his torment, Lazarus happens to look up and he notices somebody. Lazarus. What is he doing up there? And he's with Abraham. Father Abraham, send Lazarus to me, please, with just a drip of water. I'm suffering here, please. You know, I haven't checked with any scholars, and I haven't found anybody else to say it, but the way I interpret what um, Abraham said to him was, oh, now you want to talk to Lazarus. Can't do it. Sorry. Even if we wanted to, even if we could arrange something, it's impossible, because there's this great chasm 
between you and us. A chasm that nobody can get through. Father Abraham, send them to my family. Warn them so they don't have to suffer like me. Warn them so they don't have to go through what I'm going through. Please, Abraham, warn them. You know, maybe I do that, but they've already been warned. They've got Moses and the prophet. Yes, but if they see somebody rise from the dead, surely they would pay attention. Abraham says, I bet even if someone were to rise from the dead, they still wouldn't change their hearts. It's a powerful story. It's a great parable that Jesus teaches us. And as we go over that parable again and again, there's something I think we've got to realize that Maybe Jesus is showing us about this rich man. Jesus doesn't say he was evil. Jesus doesn't say he was unfaithful, he was bad or anything. He just happens to be rich. Now I I imagine, because he recognized Father Abraham, I imagine that faith has a place in his life. I imagine that he probably gave the temple tax, he probably tithed from his his goods. I imagine that when the temple needed the new restroom, he signed up to help pay for it. I imagine he was not evil at all. He did his best, perhaps. But the thing that he did that was so despising to God, the thing that he did that in this parable made him deserve the agony and the torment that he had now, was that he ignored Lazarus. Every single day as Lazarus sat at his gate, he chose to ignore him. You think some days the rich man is going out to town and out to go visit. Maybe he's on a chariot. Maybe he's riding a donkey. Maybe he's walking. But every day he goes in and he comes out, he ignores the man who is sitting right at his feet. He ignores Lazarus. He wanted nothing to do with him, even maybe as he's shooing away these wild dogs. He ignores Lazarus. See, the point we miss, and the risk of becoming more like him is when you realize that even in the rich man's death, he still couldn't recognize the evil, as Jesus says, that had fallen on Lazarus. He chose to ignore him even in his life and in the afterlife. Do you notice something strange about the rich man's request? He calls out to Father Abraham, He still doesn't address Lazarus. And he still only recognizes him now because he wants something. 
when he sees that he can't get it for himself, well then at least, please, go tell my family. And I think the implication is, they are living the same way I was. Go warn them. And he's still, in a way, ignoring Lazarus. Because he wants them to go take care of his family. Are you all with me? didn't want anything to do with Lazarus before. But now it seems Lazarus is his family, his family's only hope. Friends, as we think about that story today, I think that leads us to a very important question that we must ask ourselves. Who are we ignoring? Who are the people that we think deserve to be where they are? Who are the people who only got what was coming to them? Who are the people we are ignoring? Friends, my vision isn't perfect, but I have pretty good vision. And quite often when I've been driving down a big road or something, I can tell from a pretty good distance away when I see somebody standing on the street corner holding something in their hands. I can tell from a usually, from usually a good distance. But I've asked God to forgive me plenty of times for, ask, for acting like I was blind as I waited for that light to turn green. And I share that with you because I think you and I both know that there are people, yes, that we ignore. Maybe we're just like the rich man. Maybe we're just, you know, we're not bad people. But we've got our own lives to take care of. We've got our own comfort. We're kind of busy. Don't you know that? Don't you know what we got working? We've got to plan the next feast. We've got to do this. We've got to be with the family. We've got to do all these things. I'm not bad. Maybe the rich man would have thought something like that. But what you and I have to re- realize is this chasm that Jesus spoke of, that stood between Lazarus and the rich man in their death, friends, that is a reality of many people's life today. That there is a chasm. There is something separating us from them. And quite frankly, that chasm tends to be us. We choose to ignore each other. We choose to go the other way. We choose to act like we don't see each other. And what we realize is that Jesus thinks this is very important. That all the rich man did was ignore Lazarus and he deserved the torment. Who, friends, are you ignoring? And who is the church ignoring? Last week I suggested to you that uh, leadership is a gift from God, a gift and a blessing that quite often the church squanders away. And today I am convinced that it is true that we church folk have this huge tendency to ignore outreach. 
to ignore the people at our gates, to ignore the people who long for even just a crumb from the table. We worry about our quirky signs, we argue about stuff, and we get offended by things that really don't matter, all the while speaking about love and forgiveness. We make church to be a social club full of rules and dirty looks and snide remarks when you don't fit our mold. And then we wonder why it is people don't want to come back to church. As you know, as you've hopefully heard over the last uh, several weeks, part of our Get Loud effort is that we're going to establish a new outreach team that's going to lead our church into the outreach that help us to not ignore those people who need to be seen. And I'm going to challenge them to do something. I'm just going to tell you right off the bat. I'm going to challenge them to help us become the most generous church this place has ever seen. What that means is you and I are going to have to realize that We have this tendency to ignore things we don't like, people we wish would kind of go away. But it's those people that God has promised that he would take care of. It's those people that have been given the assurance that they will be cared for. And what you and I have to realize is that in those times when we have to hold on to God's promises, that God will take care of us as well, we are the people that is caring for someone else. And God may be using someone else in this place to care for us too. It's a blessing how that works, actually. It's a blessing. Friends, I'll just remind you of this. We're saying God will take care of you. And I guess the reality is, depending on how you look at that song title, that could be a blessing or it could be a threat. But we trust it as a blessing that God will care for every single one of God's people. Quite often, God will use people just like you and I. Amen?